Welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode. So happy to be here with you as always. It is a really big season for us here in the Maccus household. At the time of this recording, we are now a week and a half into the new school year, and it has been such a whirlwind. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have lived literally a century in the last few weeks. So today I'm going to talk about urgency in relation to your marketing and your launching and your offers and it's going to be so good. I actually prepared a little bit more for this episode than I normally do because this is directly related to some frameworks we teach and also this is widely misunderstood in it. So I wanted it to be really easy for you to digest and then go out and implement and sometimes that just requires me to distill my ideas into a little bit more of that clarity for you but before we dive in just a little bit of a life update as you may know if you've been following me for a while or not uh, we've got three kids and our youngest just started kindergarten this year so this was a very big year also we have an eighth grader so he's top dog at middle school where we're at it goes six seven eight so this is last year at um, in middle school and then our middle is fifth grade and so she's top dog in the elementary school so She'll be going to middle school next year. So next year is obviously going to be a very big year. But this year feels very big in so many ways. And it was really fascinating because we actually went to a really incredible experience the weekend before school started. And we had this really phenomenal experience at family camp. A couple episodes ago, I was actually recording and we were getting ready to head out. And I had expressed that we literally have no idea what we're getting into. It was, uh, it's an organization that moves through the military. And so these organizations come together and they host this family camp. And we ended up getting selected to go. So our whole family got to spend the weekend in McCall, Idaho, which is one of our favorite spots in Idaho. It's where I'm currently manifesting a lake cabin, but that's besides the point. It's a secondary piece of property that we will own soon, but we really didn't know what we were getting into, but it just happened to be the most transformational experience. And what I didn't know was that it was actually, they teach the seven habits of highly effective families that Stephen Covey Uh, writes about and teaches about so they used these frameworks and implement his teachings within the overall curriculum for the weekend in addition to these activities and experiences that they created so I took away so much I'm obviously an avid fan of Stephen Covey's work and I actually didn't even know that he had a book related to seven habits of highly effective families so we got the book we learned the frameworks and it was so incredible so we 
ended the summer really on that note. We came back Sunday night and the kids started that following Wednesday. But I'm telling you, in between those two days and really the rest of the week, my husband and I literally felt like we had this crazy whiplash because it was just like everything hit us at once. We knew, obviously, the kids were starting school. This was no news to us. But for whatever reason, all these details surfaced on that Monday that either we didn't know about or they were literally just brand new and it was just like go time and so you know summer is obviously brings its own chaos uh, but generally for us it is a slower season and so it was like oh my gosh we just hit the ground running man we had meet and greet we had all these you know apps to sign up for obviously sports were in full swing uh, you know, all we're getting all these emails from teachers and there's a pre-meet and greet and it's like everything's extra, which is something I feel a little bit frustrated about, but that's a conversation for another day. You know, there's just, I think that there's just too much noise, but all that to say, it was like, whoa. I, that week was, my husband and I were just like, what is even happening? We had entered in a whole new dimension of, of busy, quote unquote busy. I don't love that word busy, but truly we know that our personal life is very full and uh, we realize that, you know, the systems and processes that used to work with, like work for us, are we kind of outgrown them. And so in this new infrastructure, in this new dynamic as a family of five, that with older kids and, you know, the kids are getting busier. And it's true what they say, like busy toddlers, busy babies, like that is nothing compared to what it looks like and feels like when you're managing sports and friends activities and details of teachers and all the things. But I'm not complaining. It just was like hit us out of nowhere what it felt like. And I feel like we're just now coming into like baseline a little bit uh it's still like you know we're still putting some new things in place to make sure that we stay organized because literally I'm afraid that I'm going to forget a kid somewhere like what is even happening you know we're we're definitely going to bring in some help some outside help even because you know we can't be in three spots at once between the two of us thankfully we both have flexible schedules which is why we do what we do so that we can have it all right really be present for our kids and also build that long-term wealth and do what we love to do but it just there are literally some things that we are not able to do between the two of us if you think about being at three different sports practices at the same time like that's a little crazy so all of that to give you an update in it whether your kids have gone back to school or not yet you may be somebody that you know maybe it's after labor day and maybe your kids are older and you can totally resonate with this, but we're definitely in the thick of it and it's just bringing me so much life. I feel so much, so much gratitude. So even though I'm like, you know, feeling a little of that sense of like overwhelm, there is so much more um, happiness and joy just illuminating from my literal physical body. So we're a week and a half into the new school year. Kindergarten is going pretty well for the little guy, but it has been a very emotional emotional couple weeks so lots of emotions in our home all three of our kids and I don't know if I think based on what I hear I I hear senses of relatability around that but I feel like my kids just hit transitions a little bit harder and I am seeing this with my oldest I don't see him 
impacted as much as he used to be with transitions but definitely it just takes some time and they're not able to articulate it right I can see exactly what's happening it's change it's the unknown it brings up anxiety and overwhelm and all the things and even though they don't know that obviously and so they just feel it's just all the feelings and all the emotions so got lots of emotions we're holding space for and really just being patient just been a really really big growth season for our family and just so grateful so that's where we're at and just a readjusting and recalibrating our work schedule uh, my calendar for the fall season and heading into one of my favorite times of the year as far as even personally I love fall it's kind of like uh, I just like the the, even the smell that's what came to mind first I'm, a, I'm such a sensory person you know summer is such a fun time to play and explore and I noticed so much creativity come up for me this summer and fall is like go time fall for me is like really putting though it's like harvesting and implementing and it's more of that you know grind if you I don't love to say grind and I think it can be misconstrued but it's for me and for our team like we're just so much more focused and dialed in during the fall and it's going to be such an amazing you know quarter three quarter four so all that to say I want to talk to you about urgency this is coming up a lot and this is something that I feel really strongly about when it comes to urgency how do I get my clients to buy now versus later and one of the things that I want to share with you is that this there's so many layers to this idea of urgency. And I think that it's often tackled or taught or understood is a very surface level concept. But urgency is a very dynamic tool that is actually one of the most important pieces to marketing if you think about it, right? If we can never create that urgency for people to buy now, right, people will always tell you maybe later. And so it's your responsibility to create more urgency in your offers so that you can see, right, that increased in revenue and you see that increased in enrollment, whether it's your programs or services or products. If the urgency isn't there, people will not buy. So that's the most important thing to understand about the urgency. But here's the thing is that there's actually two types of urgency that you need to consider when it comes to people buying now versus later or never. Okay. Two types. First type, this is the internal desire. This is in relation to the urgency on behalf of the consumer. Okay, it's the internal desire. The second type of urgency is external circumstances. Okay, and this is driven by the external things at play. Two separate things. Okay, and this is going to really help clear this up for you because it's going to make so much sense when you understand these two types of urgency and how it's created and how to implement the things in your marketing and your offers to get people to buy now versus later or never. So let's talk about these two types of urgency and how it's created. We have the internal desire, okay? So how many of you have ever felt you had an idea about something or you really wanted something and 
there's this such a strong desire that it's like okay I need it now this I'm like such a you know instant gratification person sometimes it's so awful there's a dark side to that there's a, also a really great side to that right but usually in my mind when something comes to me I want it right now when I decide that I want something I go out and get it whether it's a material thing or it's uh it's something to be implemented right you know I I the most recent sort of episode of this was all of a sudden I literally had this huge transformation around plants. I've always loved to have plants inside and outside of my home, but I sucked so bad at taking care of them. I literally, I mean, everybody knows that I couldn't keep a plant alive. And when I got honest, you know, people be like, what, like, you literally just kill everything you touch. And besides people (laughs) that's terrible right but when it comes to plants like you literally have like the black thumb you know the joke was that every plant I touched would die but the reality was actually not not that I was even touching it and it made it die that I just was not touching it I did not nurture my plants the way that I needed to so I desired to have the plants but I actually didn't have the desire to keep them alive if I'm being honest okay now over time what you know I don't know if it was maturity or even you know I've been going through this really intense healing process and like creating more calm and peace in my life and you know I've also been really reading about toxins and really just kind of like simplifying and minimal living a little bit more minimally and you know plants really were a big part of that and so I just all of a sudden I had this really insane desire to be better at caring for plants and so I I got a bunch of plants and I have double down on that education and caring for them right so all of that to say that I had that desire to have the plants and I had the desire to care for the plants so it created the action for me to go do the thing that I needed to do okay the internal desire was there the external circumstances when it comes to urgency are things outside of the consumer, right? If we're thinking about you as the consumer, these are things outside of you that create added urgency, okay? So these are things like repositioning or a sale, a discount, added value, okay? And I'm going to talk about these even specifically to launching specifically because this is huge. But urgency in the external circumstances is not related to the consumer, right? These are circumstances that are currently in in or around the market that can increase that urgency for somebody to buy. So when I, if I go back to this plant example, I already had the internal desire to have the thing and I went out and bought it. Now, there were sales and things on plants, right? And Even when I think about going to Amazon and looking at the best book to buy for keeping your plant alive, there's literally like a a book called like Never Kill a Plant Again, right? And when doing that, when really thinking about that journey, right, of me searching for the things that I needed to fulfill on this desire, right, there were times that those are external circumstances like a sale or a repositioning or a a product uh, added value impacted how I bought okay and in some cases it was right so when I think about the book that I chose right it there was a consideration around 
the positioning of the offer itself, the book, and what I felt would really meet my internal desire. There was a little bit of price factor in there, right? Like I, in relation to the value I had placed on bridging the gap of my plant (laughs) nurturing journey, right? I didn't want to buy a $50 book, right? But I did want something that was of value that would teach me what I wanted to know in a very simple way. And so those were external circumstances that played into, right, that urgency for me to buy now. But notice how none of those external circumstances played into anything, but notice how the purchase and the the activities that followed of me purchasing the books and the plans and everything that I needed came after me having the internal desire first. This is really important. So if we really look at this through the lens of your offers and what you're selling, right, whether that's your coaching programs or your done-for-you services, what happens is we think that if we, right, price it better or we add a discount or we have a better fast action bonus, that it will increase that purchase rate, right? It will increase the value of the offer, But none of that matters if the internal desire for your offer isn't there first. And this is why we have to really think about and focus on creating that internal desire in your consumers first. So in Launch Like a Queen, this is where our work is really cut out for us because tactical level, surface level marketing and launch strategies are really, really external circumstance focused. It's like if we have all these funnels and all these uh, bonuses and all these upsells and downsells, right, we're going to be able to increase the purchase rate. But that none of that actually works and it is really not worth your time if you don't have an offer that is so dialed in and truly meets and creates internal desire for you the avatar that you're trying to market to, the avatar that you're really trying to bring into your ecosystem. So we have to make sure that the offer and the message is going to really meet and match the internal desires of your avatar. So that's the first thing that I really want you to understand when it comes to urgency is there's two types of urgency and how it's created, one of which is directly related to the consumer and one of which is directly related to external circumstances of that consumer. And we have to focus on meeting and matching the internal desire of your consumer first before we ever worry about applying additional or external circumstances that increase urgency. And I want to talk about that in some ideas and examples and even launch specific examples and what that looks like. But the second really idea that I want to bring into this conversation in relation to urgency and overall buying cycle is this idea of the different types of buyers that you have along the journey. Okay, so I actually have, I'm referencing this book that I read a really long time ago. It's the One Page Marketing Plan by Alan Dibb. And he gives this chart in here, which there's similar charts like this all over the web, and you've probably heard similar statistics. But when you think about the market for your product or service, 
it's really thinking about it in a pie chart. And it's divided by different percentages of people that buy now versus later or never, okay? So I wanna give you those percentages and then we can dive a little bit deeper into this concept. So the pie chart demonstrates 3% are ready to buy now, 7% very open to buying, 30% interested but not right now, so that's 30%, 30% not interested, and then 30% would not take it even if it were free. I love this so much because if you think about even the bulk of this chart is those three 30%. Interested but not right now, not interested and wouldn't even take it for free. And this is why when you're even selling free shit, it people don't take it because it's not aligned. It's not meeting an internal desire. <laughs> and so I love that so much. But one of the things that we really want to understand about the way that our clients buy and the journey of people buying is that it's a constant evolution or if your marketing is doing what it's supposed to do, it's a constant evolution and journey of moving people from not interested right now to very open to buying to ready to buy, okay? We're not really in the market for obviously making people that wouldn't even take it if it were free to buying, okay? We just know that there is a segment of our market that is not going to take it. But we do have to understand is that this is where external circumstances can move somebody to, right, interested but not right now to ready to buy or even very open to buying to ready to buy faster. So external circumstances can increase that urgency and move somebody faster through that pipeline by putting something in front of them, right, that is actually going to activate more of that internal desire. But again, note here that the internal desire still has to be there. So this is so fun. And I'm actually like, if you could see my body right now, my hands are filling. And I, I'm so excited because this is when we get to have the most fun. And this is when everything comes together. Because when we take these ideas and these concepts and we start to layer them together and we put an action plan in place, this is when we can really have your marketing work for you and you can start to see longer term how this all comes together okay because the first thing we need to do is make the offer obviously so irresistible that it already is meeting an internal desire of a perfect avatar for your offer and it is a no-brainer but when we start to think about the marketing and the different launch strategies that you can implement, you can layer in these different elements, whether it's repackaging, repositioning, a slightly different angle, a bonus, right? We can actually activate more desire and move somebody from interested but not right now to yes, I'm ready to buy. But this season for which that happens can take longer for some people versus others. And that's another point that I really want you to walk away with. And knowing that consistency is the key to all of this. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Okay, because when you think about building longevity around your brand name and your brand awareness, whether that's your personal brand or even just your coaching products, program services, 
what happens is it becomes less about sales or discounts or launching and more about the recognition and awareness around who you are and what you do and even the brand name of your programs and it builds reputation in the industry. We saw this so much last year and even through coming into this year because we were so consistent in selling one thing only we found that people were starting to hear about it and they would come to us and they're just like well when do doors open or how can i buy or right it wasn't about kinsey Mackis. it was about this product this program and we built such great brand awareness around it that when doors did open or when we did have a live launch It didn't matter what fast action bonus we implemented or when we closed doors, people wanted it because the consistency in the market and the reputation that we built. If you use this same concept, right, and think about it even in regards to premium brands, right, in the industry, uh, Gucci, Chanel, I think even like some of the brands that we buy for outdoors, like you know, Yeti and Marmot, these, you know, higher end brands, like you don't ever really see those things go on sale. You also don't really see those, you know, they don't have these these big pushes. People just know about them and they want them. And some people even maybe save up for them, right? It's kind of becoming, it becomes like an iconic thing, right? If you don't have the best, if, if you're, you know, tacking around a um, a janky old cooler at the campground and everybody has their Yeti, you're, you're like feeling, you're like feeling it hardcore, right? So it's not, you, people don't wait for those things to go on sale. They just know that they're going to, pay a premium price for a premium product and they and the companies and the brands build such a reputation and awareness around this that they don't have to discount and so when you think about that and apply it again to your programs products and services when you get so good at creating that internal urgency you get so good at meeting the desires that people have within themselves that momentum builds so much over time it works for you short term but also you're gonna see this play out tenfold in the future we saw this really come in at the end of 2021 and into 22 around this program because of that consistency that we had in the marketing and the launching of it and so a lot of times people will come to me when we're planning out their launches, right? So as you know, in Launch Like a Queen, we leverage the live launch model to create those cash infusions in the business. But it's not just about that. And this is what a lot of people miss when they think about launching. It's like, I'm just going to launch once, have this big cash injection, and I'll launch again next year or I'll launch again next quarter. And while that works for a lot of people that have built an audience over decades, and also have various income streams coming in from other programs, products, and services, right? That is really not sustainable for the majority of people in our industry. It's also not what I find what flows the best, right? I don't like to do these big old launches all the time because it actually is a big lift, I like to do really soft, lean launches that can produce the same results consistently over time without needing so much of us. And so when 
the first thing even in that regards is this when you take the live launch concept and you remove this idea of this like this one big it's this one big thing right versus it's actually this ripple effect that you create in the industry and done consistently over time that amplifies the brand program reputation And so when we build those out, one of the things that we will recommend for some clients, again, it just depends on the season of business you're in, right? The different types of advanced strategies you want to use because there's so many things you could do. And we love to experiment with different ways and different layers that we could add to our live launches and our evergreen funnels, right? But if you're just getting started and you're really just focused on dialing in your offer and dialing in your cash flow, we don't need to go balls to the wall, okay? We can build with that over time and that's what we do with you over time but a lot of people will be like well I need this really cool fast action bonus and they haven't you know launched enough to consistently to even dial in what that offer is and so this is the question we get the most is like well should I have a fast action bonus or what should it be and there's a lot of pressure put around that thing and sometimes if launches don't go as planned there's focus too much on that versus okay where did I miss the mark on the offer and the message okay because again the fast action bonus or the close cart sequence whatever that urgency will not work if we don't meet that internal desire if we don't activate that internal urgency for our avatars and so that's where you want to start but of course there's so many things you can do when it comes to adding additional quote-unquote pressure to these containers which we call live launches right to increase that desire and when you paired well again it can move someone from very open to buying to buying now okay because they already have that desire right they're actually they've got the finances right they're actually actively looking for something but it's like, oh, I don't know. This is the, this is even the difference between somebody that is just window shopping and they don't have any money and they just want to like manifest something. It's just like, I just want to look at things and believe it's possible for me versus somebody that walks into a store, says, I have money to spend. I want a pair of shoes. I'm just not really sure what pair of shoes are right for me. Okay, so they got the funds. They have the desire, right? But then they see that pair of shoes, right? They're perfect for them the fit is right right and it just so happens that on that day it's buy to get one free <laughs> so guess what they're like ooh, cool right I'm gonna get those and also I'm gonna get two more pairs of shoes so we can actually move them from that uh, like the internal desire is already activated but now we've just moved them into from desire to action and we've actually amplified in that scenario we've amplified a scenario where they are s- spending more than they actually thought, right? And feeling really excited about it. But we have to apply the right layers in to increase that desire. So a lot of people will be like, oh, just add in an extra coaching call with me. But if they don't really know you yet or they don't even know the benefit of that or especially if you already have a coaching element in your program, that's not really going to activate somebody from interested to ready to buy now. So we really have to be strategic about the layers of urgency, external circumstances that we're applying to activate that buying partnership, right? It really should be related to time 
or money? How can we save them time or how can we save them money? It's kind of this like big juicy thing that is going to really be like, oh my gosh, yes, now is the time. And I always like to look at how other people like other people's bonuses and strategies and things like that that they use because a lot of times we can learn. So that's a little tactical level strategy that you could consider or implement even if you are live launching or you know you have promotional campaigns going. But overall, what I really want you to take away from this piece in creating both internal desire and external circumstances to increase overall urgency is the live launch model. What the live launch model does is it actually creates and activates both. It creates an environment where you can apply external circumstances to increase urgency and also increasing that internal desire by serving them with really high value content. This is why live launch model is so incredible. And again, this isn't about, you know, cohort-based coaching or, you know, I'm going to live launch once a quarter or whatever. This is having a system, a machine that gets people activated and also there's layers happening on the background that are going to get people off the fence. It's moving them from even interested but not right now to very open to buying to ready to buy in, you know, potentially less than five days. We see this done over and over and over again in our marketing machine and also in our clients' marketing machines. And this is why this model works so well is because it can do both. But overall, what we have to do first is make sure that your offer is something that people actually want. That is the first priority. And oftentimes what people, what we see in the general audience is that they're just selling fluff. And this is no judgment. And I I even hate saying that a little bit, but it is the honest reality is that people are not selling things that people actually buy, especially top tier people, right? When you look at the market right now, people are buying. There's this like crazy noise that is like, oh, it's doomsday, like nobody's buying. Yeah, there's a lot of businesses closing. There's a lot of newbies that came in in 2020 that had really great success and 2022, 2023 has been a harder season. And you see a lot of people closing shops, whether that's online or even brick and mortar. But on the other side of that, you have businesses that are freaking thriving. This is what we're really feeling right now. We're feeling so on top and really on that cutting edge of the industry and it's because we know how to align our messaging and our offers with people that are buying right now there are a lot of people spending money in our economy right now yes there's a bigger gap between people who don't make money and people that do so you need to make sure that your offers are aligned with people that do And that is absolutely first priority. And the best way you can do that in relation to even this conversation today is am I meeting the desires of, right, a top tier client? Am I activating something that they actually want? Am I activating that desire for something that they want? And that's where we start first. And as we get that dialed in, then we can start to apply these other layers through right the marketing machine that we want you to install in order to grow you to multiple six, seven figures with more ease and flow. So good. I love this topic so much. It totally lights me up. And I hope that this really gave you some even practical level 
strategies for you to apply and consider but overall really this concept around urgency and helping you see the dynamic it's just such a dynamic topic okay and if you're somebody that you're finally ready to really take your offers and your coaching practice consulting practice to that next level and want to be able to have that marketing machine that can produce results for you and scale with more of that ease and flow and fun, I invite you to apply to Launch Like a Queen. It's one of our signature experiences. We blend mentorship and curriculum and community-based coaching as well as in-person experiences to create a really top-notch experience for you, but also make sure that you're getting everything you need to grow to your next level of success. It's not for everybody, but it is for the right women and we start by just having a conversation with you to really determine if you're a good fit so we'll include that link in the show notes but i hope you enjoyed this episode i'll see you next time hey you thank you so much for listening it's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world but my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.